0: Chapter One, Ethan Clay Don't Play. Join me on my excursion from the central narrative matrix. Imagine, if you will, two versions of a man named Ethan. The first version, let's call him Ethan Clay, had been taking psychotropic drugs for three years to help him sleep. Despite always having been lean and mean before the age of 25, he gained over 50 pounds, picked his beard and eyebrows out, and was terrified of being caught on in class. He had severe OCD, ADD, and PTSD, not to mention ED. But before his licensed medical cleric prescribed him Seroquel and Citalopram, he used to be a stud among ponies. He used to be the man. Thus, as a faithful adherent of the central narrative matrix, Ethan Clay was fat, sick, and nearly dead. But he soldiered on, doping his pain away as recommended by his licensed medical clerics and there was always liquor to really take the edge off. Life was great, especially while comatose. Eventually, however, the sedatives lost their grip on his soul and his indomitable spirit to improve. He could not condone his apparent lethargy and sloth. He was a former student government president after all, and he was blessed with the voice of a powerful populist politician, right? And yet he felt like an utterly useless failure at the elderly age of 27. Not only did he appear chubby and disheveled, but now he was officially ranked at the bottom of his law school class. He shuddered to imagine his number precisely, and he never bothered to find out. After kicking and screaming and yelling at himself, his hyper-conscientious mind took charge. The Major General had to take over to assess the situation and devise his new plan of action. Ethan could not stop obsessing over his dilemma, over his failures. He had to assess the situation and ruminate excessively over his dilemma. All he wanted was complete and utter clarity. That's it, just closure. Naturally, his failures made him return to the internet gods for love and forgiveness, and of course, answers. What did he do wrong? Was he not following the advice of his exalted clerics of law? Nope. He read every legal opinion, every footnote, and was too actively involved in class discussions. All he did was read and think about his law courses with occasional perusing of the news. But no matter how much he read or scribbled in class, he never performed better than a B in any of his first year law courses, the only courses that appear to matter. He thought, how could this be? Ethan knows he read everything or at least gave it his best effort. He remembers many nights falling asleep on his law books. Hell, sleep was an afterthought, a luxury even. And he never socialized outside of class. Who has time for small talk? He had a 100 pages of reading to do by tomorrow. Ethan purchased and perused all the supplemental handouts, cheat sheets, and e-books, and he completed many practice tests, too. He certainly didn't play games, eh, except for the occasional binge of Pokemon Go. (laughs) His college girlfriend bought him underwear with which Mr. Sirius was embroidered. That's how seriously seriousness was encoded in his DNA. Naturally, that relationship didn't last long. Parties were for undisciplined youth. Orgies were nasty. Television, vacations, and hanging out was for kids. He was in law school, goddammit, and Ethan Clay don't play. And yet, when he showed up for his final exams, which represented about 90 to 95% of his grades, he just blanked. It was as if he had never attended a single lecture, nor read a single case, nor wrote a single note. He was completely at the mercy of his open books, attack sheets, and outlines. Unfortunately, that didn't help much either. This happened during both semesters. In fact, his overall grade performance declined during his second semester, despite studying and practicing more. He chose to completely sequester himself from social interaction. He didn't waste time on Facebook or Twitter. He even stopped reading the news, and yet his grade performance got worse. What the hell? Okay, Ethan may have indulged in the occasional rant now and then, and no one could ignore the Trump phenomenon, but he's reasonably certain he studied just as hard in his second semester as he did in his first, notwithstanding his fallible human memory. He has the notes to prove it. Ethan Clay obeyed his professors. AKA, his exalted clerics of law. He read and followed their syllabi exactly. He went to class and wrote copious notes. Nothing worked. His class rank never improved. Despite his grandiosity on the outside, with his loud booming voice and southern drawl, Ethan felt demoralized, suicidal even. But he would never admit it. He does not want anyone feeling sorry for him. He ain't no victim. He doesn't want that kind of attention. Ethan's ego prefers to look loud and proud, manic even, but never depressed. That's wimpy boy stuff. He's a grown-ass man. Yet, Ethan couldn't help but internalize his failures. He just knew he had fallen from grace. He was a big-ass loser, a deadbeat, a waste of space, a waste of oxygen even, especially considering climate change. He no longer belonged among the Closing chair. He he no longer belonged among the chosen clerisy or the knights of knowledge, and he never did. Ethan knew, Ethan knew he was just a charity case, just someone to meet UF Law's diversity quota. They've got to have at least one unwashed redneck from the Deep South to stay in compliance with the rule of law, right? And that president's scholarship he earned was just a glorified discount the magnificent meritocrats got stipends. Nevertheless, he was relentless in his pursuit of clarity or redemption or vengeance or glory. His motive depended on the time of day, but one thing's for certain, Ethan Clay don't play.